Hello, my friends. It is Joe Zank coming to you with another Cup of Joe podcast. For you, it may be, uh, you know, hours, um, days since you listened to my last one. For me, it is about uh, five minutes since I am doing these back-to-back on Tuesday, August 11th, which is when this one will be dated. I will be taking Molly to her school in Iowa, so... You get uh, you get a double decker, a double feature, a double header uh, today, and so today we celebrate another feast day. Uh, just as yesterday we celebrated the feast of Saint Lawrence, today we celebrate the feast of Saint Clair. Uh, we're back to Matthew, however, and uh, if you are going to follow along at home, you're going to have to jump around a little bit. We'll be Matthew 18, 1 to 5, 10, and 12 to 14. So Matthew 18, 1 to 5, 10, and 12 to 14. Let's open up and uh, study the Word of God. We're reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The disciples approached Jesus and said, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called the child over, placed it in their midst, and said, Amen, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children... You will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one such child, one child such as this, in my name receives me. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that their angels in heaven always look upon the face of my heavenly father. What is your opinion? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, will he not leave the ninety-nine in the hills and go in search of the stray? And if he finds it, amen, I say to you, he rejoices more over it than over the ninety-nine that did not stray. In just the same way, it is not the will of your heavenly Father that one of these little ones be lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh, so much good stuff in here. And we get to talk about St. Clair. So I will try to be brief. But the first thing I want to point out is right in the middle there, you may have missed something, uh, but we base a belief on it. The whole idea of uh, guardian angels, we know about the archangels because they're in Scripture. Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, all of those are scriptural. But the idea of guardian angels is one we take on belief more or less because we don't really hear about them, but we do hear. This is the one place we can put our finger on it. So it was right in the middle there. Jesus said, see that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that their angels in heaven always look upon the face of my heavenly Father. (laughs) Isn't that awesome, brothers and sisters? And I suspect if they have angels when they're young, it isn't like they, ah, they're 12 years old. You know, re-requisite that angel to, to, to another young infant somewhere else. No, brothers and sisters. I mean, this is what Jesus is saying that we have an angel in the kingdom, you and I, 
that looks upon the face of our Heavenly Father and prays for us. <laughs> That's just so awesome. Sit with that today. I know it may seem like, oh, you know, I was told I had a guardian angel when I was young and, and it was just a nice childhood fantasy. It's more than that, brothers and sisters. It's more than that. Uh, so what is it about children that Jesus says, you know, again, the disciples are trying to keep uh, the, the children away from Jesus, but he calls one into the, the midst and, and says, listen, unless you, meaning the, the disciples, you and I, unless you turn and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Or he goes, humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So what is it? And, and listen, there's nothing I'm going to say that is going to convince you any more than your own experiences. Be there with your own children, be there with nieces and nephews, be there with friends' children. We've all had those experiences. And the wonder, having a child in our midst, what that does. Just last week, I had a chance to have a meeting with Lindsay Schultz. Lindsay is faith formation coordinator over at Holy Rosary Parish in New Holstein. Wonderful young woman. And she and Adam, her husband, recently gave birth to their third child, Kennedy, almost a year ago. In fact, Kennedy's birthday is coming up here, I want to say, in about 10 days. Um, and Kennedy is a duck. She is just adorable. Well, um, Lindsay and I had this meeting. And, uh, and of course, Kennedy was there. And Kennedy has learned to crawl since the last time we had a meeting together. Uh, and you hear the clock chime, chime 10 in the background. Uh, and so Lindsay put Kennedy on a, a piece of carpeting uh, around some toys, you know, maybe 10 feet away from where we were so she could see mom, but play, and we could, you know, talk about whatever it was we were talking about. But three times in the course of this very short meeting, I'll bet Lindsay and I weren't in there more than 10 minutes, uh, Kennedy just turned around, looked for mom, found her, and then crawled over to her as fast as she could with the biggest smile on her face. And when she got there, she used Lindsay's leg to stand up and just put her hands out like, this is where I want to be. And then when she got on Lindsay's lap for, you know, a moment, her, her smile was, it just was infectious. It was so beautiful. And then, of course, a minute later, you know, Lindsay would put her back over, and then we did this whole thing again. And like I said, it happened three times. That idea, brothers and sisters, of just wanting to be where mom is, where my parent is, where the one I love is, the one that knows me, the one who I know. Brothers and sisters, isn't, isn't that it? You know, the novelist John Updike says, listen, we need to be in touch with children all our life because when we forget who they are and we forget the child within ourselves, we become machines for making money. Now again, he's said it better than I just said it to you there. But I think what he says is true. We become incredibly practical when we lose that childlike nature. I mean, you've all heard the saying before, forgive the cliche, but we all have to grow older, but we don't have to grow up, as, as it says. We don't have to lose 
that childlike wonder that sees the world anew. How many times, my friends, now I'm speaking for me, and maybe this is not true of you, but I think it probably is. We get into a routine. How many times do I drive into work and not even notice anything? Um, because in my mind, I'm already thinking about work or what's going to take place, and I don't notice the wonder of creation or, or things that I've never seen before in the hills or the trees, the vegetation or the, the animals or, or, or a house and, and its beauty and where it's placed that I just don't even look at the wonder that, that the new day brings. I mean, that a, that a child sees those for the first time, that idea that the child wants to be with, with their parent. Um, you know, my mother used to read a book called God Calling Growing Up. And if, if some of you are familiar with the book recently that came out, Jesus Calling, it uh, was based upon that idea of God calling, which was years ago. Same, same thing, but God speaking directly to you. And in it, uh, there's this idea, and I've never forgotten it, that uh, it says, listen, you know, you need to be like a child who, when a toy is broken, comes in and gives it to their parent and goes skipping off knowing that that toy in the hands of the parent is going to be fixed and taken care of and, and given back to them, and it's in the best of hands. And they trust that. Rather than falling at the feet of the, of the parent and beseeching them time and time again, please, oh, parent, fix my toy for me. Oh, would you just fix it? Oh, if, if you would be so good. Oh, I'll praise you forever. No, that's, those are our adult games that we play. A child just has that simple trust. And so again, brothers and sisters, I'll, I'll stop with there. That whole image and idea that we are called to be with the one we love and the one who loves us. No matter what barriers, 10 feet and a piece of carpeting or, or a hard heart, that we're called to just run to them with that beautiful smile and that wonder. We are called to, to see the world, what, what God has given us today for the first time in the world, and we are called to that incredible trust. Because when we lose that, we lose such a valuable piece of who we are. So who is St. Clair? Gosh, she deserves far more than I'm going to give her today because I went and talked too darn much. But St. Clair, of course, was uh, a, a spiritual uh, counterpart um, and compadre to Francis. Uh, both of them grew up in, in Assisi. Uh, Claire first heard Francis at age 15 and was just overcome with him. And because of that, refused to get married. And... Um, Oh, of course, her parents didn't care for that. And uh, at the age of 18, left her parents' home, ran away, basically, and met some Franciscans on the road. They cut her hair, which was a gorgeous, you know, uh, hair. They took her um, rich belt and gave her instead a woolen habit and a belt of cloth, uh, a belt of rope. And uh, they put her into the second order of Franciscans. Um, I don't know if she was the first woman Franciscan to follow, but certainly the most famous of that time. And Francis, for that time, put him, put her, Claire, uh, in a Benedictine uh, convent. And 16 days, well, let me say this, the parents 
the father, particularly, and the brothers stormed the convent and tried to get her back, and literally Claire hung on to the altar and, uh, and threw back her, her habit so that they could see her shorn hair. And they, seeing that she was no longer the beauty that left their house days before, left her there in the uh, community. Well, as fate would have it, 16 days later, Claire's sister Agnes came and joined. And so Frances invited her to start her own community. So she went to the church of San Damiano, and from there she never left. She became the abbess at age 21 because of Francis's uh, urging. And uh, they slept on the floor. They went barefoot. Uh, they had no means of making money, so they were mendicant order. They took whatever uh, money was given to them. Um, later on, she reformed that order and said, okay, basically, we're not made of brass. We can't be sleeping on the floor all the time. And the Pope at the time, cardinals, bishops, they came to see her because of her wisdom. And uh, when she prayed, they said her face shone. She helped the poor that came to San Damiano uh, and just was amazing. But the Pope even tried to say, hey, listen, ease up on some of what you're doing. And she said, nope, can't do it for the sake of Christ and uh, was just an incredibly strong and holy woman who, uh, again, best friends with Francis, um, and uh, they used to come to each other and were spiritual directors for one another. So that's, that's what we're talking about here. Died at the age of 59, and so it would have been in the 13th century uh, for those who, um, who were following along at home, and basically just remained within the walls of San Damiano and put incredible trust in many ways in Christ, which again is what our gospel is inviting us of us today. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's pray. I invite you to uh, call to mind any intention uh, you would like to bring with you in prayer today. And let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second joyful mystery, the visitation. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, thank you for uh, taking advantage of this double header. God bless you. Uh, may your Tuesday be filled with every joy. And I look forward to being back together with you on Wednesday. God bless.